All right. Welcome back to the Casual MMA Podcast, episode 12. Uh, me and Travis are back, and uh, we're going to I mean, jump right into it, to be honest. We're going to do a preview of UFC 246. Everybody knows it's coming up this weekend. Uh, one of the bigger cards, well, obviously bigger name cards in a while. Um, you know, I think the implications of like 244 and 245 were honestly a little bit bigger all around. Well, obviously, because, you know, they were title fights, but uh, obviously... Conor McGregor's coming back, so that that makes it huge. Um, but before we jump into that, uh, I just want to touch on a couple matchups because it's been like probably a couple weeks since the the last episode. So a couple big matchups have been uh, made that I wanted to just briefly touch on. Um, first being the the Rose versus uh, Jessica Andrade uh, rematch. So we actually, me and you, watched this fight. I remember we watched it live, and yeah. we, you know we were kind of you know I don't, we weren't super stoked for the the. Uh, I mean, we just weren't. We weren't super stoked for the for the fight, to be honest. I mean, Rose had been on a little bit of a tear. Um, Andrade, you know, she's good. She's talented. But she, you know, there just wasn't a lot going into this. It just felt like, you know, it was going to be one-sided. And it was until yeah. the heartbreaking. I mean, I like Rose a lot. Until, like, the heartbreaking slam. Like, one of the yeah. only slam knockouts in history. But, I mean, do you see the... Because, I mean, let's... I don't... I put this on social media. I don't like saying fluke when it comes to mma because there's just so many variables and calling it a fluke yeah. you know really waters down what some people can do but i mean when you're getting dominated the whole time and then i don't know I, do you think the fight's gonna go how it was going for the first whatever two and a half rounds yeah i mean i think uh, yeah i mean it, this is one of those instances where i think uh you know i mean every once in a while a, a sports team or something will just you know be you know, white hot, a 15 seed will be to two seed or something. And I mean, I hate to compare it to that, but I think that's kind of, kind of what it is. I mean, yeah. uh, Andrade didn't really mount any offense uh, in the, I mean, the first round was, was probably a 10, eight round. Mm. Um, uh, Rose was just controlling the distance so perfectly, but I mean, she did, she made a mistake. I mean, she, yeah, know, admittedly, I mean, she, she tried to, to hold on to that, uh, that, that standing, Kimura for too long where if she had just let that go I think she could have ridded herself of that position and repositioned and gotten back out to I mean she she really she she could have walked through that fight had she just kept pushing her off and, right. and kept using her jabs and straights like she was so yeah I mean I think she's going to come in as a I haven't seen if there are any any early uh, Vegas odds for that yet but uh I would imagine she's going to open up as a pretty huge favorite and I mean Jang I mean Jang really exposed Andrade uh, too, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see any way that I, I think this will ultimately set up for Rose to to get back in a title fight. Yeah, with, with, with Zhang, and I, I think it'll be a better, uh, a, a much better matchup than what we've seen for either of them to this point. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I can't agree. I, I think Rose is just like just a sharper fighter everywhere. Um, I you know, I mean, any, obviously anything could happen, and Andrade has. She has that insane athleticism and explosiveness, obviously, to where she could she could pull something off again or just straight up win. But I think, I mean, if I were to, if I had to bet, I mean, that's, you know, I think we're in agreement there that Rose is probably going to take the rematch. Um, okay, second matchup that I wanted to touch on uh, before talking about 246. Uh, Kevin Lee versus Charles Oliveira. So this is huge for a couple reasons. Kevin Lee is has a newborn, fast-moving hype train after that Gregor knockout. Yeah. obviously and he's just you know he's been dancing in the top five for two or three years now you know yeah. uh fighting you know as a marboza tony ferguson i think al was ranked fifth when they fought so or something like that so he's been you know uh 
it's weird to call him a gatekeeper because his the the sky is kind of the limit for him, I think. Um, yeah. But he's kind of been in there. So Charles Oliveira on the on the other side there, who's coming off, he's got what like the third highest win streak in the lightweight division or something with eight, something like that. Yeah. And um, so I mean, this is a huge matchup. I think this 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 might put the winner in a in a top five um, situation. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'll I'll let you kind of lead off the prediction as as far as how you um, think it's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I just want Kevin to become what he can become. I mean, mm. he just, I mean, we've seen him in advantageous positions. I mean, he, the guy was, you know, straight up ground and pounding Tony. I mean, he was, uh, he, I mean, he beat Barboza, but I mean, he, uh, I mean, even when he lost to, to your boy, Al, I mean, he still, yeah. he had some dominant moments there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has shown he can physically hang with, with, really anyone even gassed even his rda fight started off pretty close and then just yeah yeah exactly so i mean he he is uh, a potential very exciting fighter if he can if he can keep his mental game sharp um and really control learn to go wire to wire in a fight um my thing is uh obviously i've touched on this in other podcasts his marketability is what the division needs uh i mean Mm. you've got the the you know kind of just the the cold hard like champ there with Khabib who's got his personality you've got kind of the wrecking ball Justin Gaethje but he's not like a great talker um, no Connor like who knows I mean we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah. but uh and then but then I mean you got like like an American guy super charismatic great on the microphone he's great in interviews um you know the division would really really jump up a notch if he could mm-hmm. score a big win here I honestly I don't know how you feel about this but I could see this fight being what's next for Justin Gaethje potentially um, yeah whoever wins this being uh because Gaethje's basically in, in on no man's land so yeah if he if he waits for the Tony if he waits for the Tony Khabib fight to happen and then however many months later and then the Connor fallout of whatever that is it's yeah just, that's so yeah I know I agree I think that's a separate discussion I do think Gaethje needs to fight somebody I mean I don't I think he will but at first after his Gonna win against Cowboy. He was kind of sitting there, like uh, yeah. talking like he was gonna wait. And I'm not on board with that because yeah. that's gonna be a, a hiatus. That's gonna log jam the top three for a while. So no, that makes good sense because, like I said, this is probably gonna bring the winner into top five, maybe top like I don't know, probably like the five through seven rank or something like that. So um, that would make yeah, no, that's a good call. I actually didn't even really think about the potential uh, winner of this matchup. So yeah, uh, as far as like early prediction on that. Uh, I'm leaning Kevin, just his, you know, his strength, his wrestling, but I mean, good Lord, uh, as far as a winning streak on Charles Oliveira, he can grab a submission at any moment. His striking is uh, pretty sharp. He's quick. Uh, I, I just, I tend to lean Kevin just like, a, like I just mentioned, insanely strong wrestling. Obviously his striking is improving. He just got, you know, probably top three best knockouts of the, uh, of the year, probably the best head kick knockout of the year. So, um, and he moved over to, uh, uh, for us, hobby's gym. So he's, he's sharpening up. So I, I'm just going to, on, on those counts, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean Kevin personally, but I, I'm not, I yeah. can't count out Charles to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be close. I mean, I, I can definitely see, I, I could see Kevin getting caught, like dominating for a round know. or two and then just getting caught in, in a, just giving him his back, giving him a rear naked or guillotine or something like Does that. Does he a lot have of cardio issues? Do we know? I mean, I mean, seemingly, yeah, because he does decline as fights go on. I mean, he, you know, 
Because he, he lost uh, like the last two rounds pretty glaringly against Al, and then obviously yeah. RDA choked him out. And, because, then, and then he almost lost to Edson Barboza late. Freaking uh, chicken dance there at the end of the fight, stay on his <laughs> feet after he got clipped in the head. Oh man, that's been I've I've seen that meme on pages that have nothing yeah. to do with him, that, that guy. But yeah. uh yeah, no, that's that's a super exciting matchup uh in that division. I I'm glad to, on the other hand, because we knew after that because like we said, Kevin's been dancing in the top five for a while, and then after the knockout, you knew he was gonna kind of catapult up. I'm glad to see Charles make a big jump. Two fights ago, he's fighting Nick Lentz. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. he's fighting Kevin Lee. So Kevin um, I'm glad to see Charles is kind of getting the an opportunity that he deserves and he could pull it off. So uh that's yeah. an exciting matchup. Um all right, jumping into to UFC two forty six. Everybody knows uh the main event. We'll kind of start a little bit early here. There's not me and you were just talking about it before the, the podcast started. I think there are some exciting fights on here. Not a lot of high-profile names, obviously. Um, I mean, the co-main event. I mean, they're you know they're pretty. For, to anybody who's a UFC fan, like an actual UFC fan, knows Holly Holm and Rockout Pennington. Um, right. And and there's yeah. but there's you know there's a few sleepers. So we'll kind of just run briefly through like the prelims and stuff. Um, it sucks that that Chaz Skelly guy got uh, that fight got canceled because he's the dude who like jumped across the he's an exciting fighter but that fight got canceled yeah. so not much to talk about there um so i honestly the second or third most exciting fight to me that we can talk about for a second is a sadiq yusuf andre feely fight um obviously i think sadiq yeah. is a dark horse in the division people are really picking up on that he's 10 and 1 uh he sh he looks pretty sharp everywhere um to be honest i don't and you can jump in if you're uh i don't i I've maybe seen Andre Feely fight like once or something like that. I've seen Sadiq Yusuf like in his last three fights. I don't really know which way that's going to go. Do you, how, how what's yeah, your extensive I, I, knowledge on them? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I, I've seen uh, Yusuf fight last couple of times. He, he does seem to be pretty well. Um, I, I think the main thing is, I mean, it's going to be a good chance for him to get some, uh, basically get a little bit higher level of exposure. I've seen Feely mm -hmm. fight. I, I don't think he's, I don't know. I don't really think he's just got. I don't think he has the tools to, yeah. to really ascend. So, yes, I would rather see you. I think he's the better contender, mm -hmm. and I, I would rather see him win and, and advance right. his star on a big stage like this. Because I mean, it's like when you're in that tweener part of your career. Like if you, if you take a big loss on a big stage, I mean, it could just unfortunately yeah. it can kind of erase you for like two years. So right, and Andre Feely's obviously. I mean, he's twenty and six. I mean, I know I know the name, and I've like I've said, I've seen him fight a couple times. I just you know yeah. I haven't been honed in on his career very well, and so you know that says something that he's been around a while, hasn't been able to really break into like you know the high ranks in the in the featherweight division. Uh, I think Sadiq's probably a little more a little more marketable. He's like fun. He's you know he's just got like this like. Right. I don't know how yeah. to explain it, like, but he's he's exciting and you know obviously very talented. So um, I'm pulling for Sadiq there just for the future of the division. Um, Macy Barber and uh, Roxanne Motoferi is how you say. It? Anyway, yeah. uh, Macy obviously chasing still. I think she's possibly still on track to that to be the youngest UFC champ ever. Um, I mean she's good. I two fights ago and I can't remember who she was fighting. I definitely should know. She was struggling really bad against. Right. Uh, God, I wish I could remember her name. But anyway. Um, Macy is obviously very promising. She's been wrestling with Ben Askren. She's got some great coaches. Um, she's you know eight and zero undefeated, and she's put away pretty almost you know I think almost every single fight. Um, but man, the what is she's a minus one thousand? I yeah. feel like the fight's not going to go like she's a minus one thousand. I don't know. I mean, we don't have to talk yeah, too much about it. But I, I mean, I've seen Macy fight a couple times. I just don't. Um, I, I mean, she's she's like physically dominant, um, but I, I don't. 
really look at her, I'm like, oh wow, this girl's skills are that far above everybody else in the division. And yeah. I don't know. And I think yeah, no. <laughs> I just don't uh but I, I think physically like she's very strong. Um and she's agile for like for her size and everything. I mean I I think but yeah, I mean I don't know. I can see her getting I don't know, stuck in a submission. I mean I, I don't know. I, I just don't well, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with the fact that I think she's being oversold as this dominant. Right. Reminds me of like the WWE, like when they try to oversell someone early and you're just like, what is this? Yeah. Like, like, why are they pushing this person so hard? It's like, I feel like, I feel like there's an over push happening right, right now. With yeah, Mason. a little bit. And then I just looked it up. The JJ Aldridge fight. Go back. If you're, if you're listening and you did not watch the JJ Aldridge fight, that was a little bit of an, I mean, Macy won. She TKO'd her and it was kind of like one good combination that put uh, Aldridge away. But yeah, I, I watched that fight and I just remember at the time being like, okay, well, this is at the end of the road for Macy in the first round. Just because, I mean, yeah. her, she's got holes in her game. It's not like the, I mean, this is a, bonkers comparison but the only reason i'm making it is because she wants to be the youngest take the youngest champion title from john and anyway the ascension is not like that i'm not like watching macy like oh this girl doesn't stand a chance like the the, you know the girl she's fighting so anyway we'll see how that goes um okay jump into the main card um we'll just touch on these uh anthony pettis and diego ferreira that very well could have been the co-main event that's an exciting fight uh a little bit i won't say a must win but a hopefully and should win for anthony pettis if he wants to stay uh relevant stay one yeah. of these bigger names because he's on a little bit of a skid that one if he didn't if it wasn't for that wonder boy knockout he'd be uh waiting a little bit yeah yeah definitely he um he is i mean he's entering twilight because i mean honestly a lot of people i'm not 100 percent sure on the age but i mean he his career has aligned very i mean it's been sharp parallels with cowboy I yeah, mean, it was it was it was him, Cowboy Ben Henderson on the WEC show back in the day. You know that uh, when the the UFC had that separate promotion, the WEC for the, uh, the lighter fighters, and they were the stars of that. But I mean, Anthony, he looks young. He's got like a baby face, and uh, he's got like a young personality. But I mean, he's he's entering the twilight of his career, so it's easy to kind of forget that. But yeah, I don't I don't know that we'll see a. He's still a name. And that yeah. you know, and he's got the highlight reels to, uh, the to keep his name relevant. And I, I don't. He's maybe on that like uncuttable list for Dana mm-hmm. White. Like I think Donald's like uncuttable. Like he could probably right. lose eight eight times in a row, and Dana is going to be like, hey, well, he should BJ- probably retire. But yeah, exactly. BJ Penn being on <laughs> yeah, that list. who didn't has it once since twenty ten, and he just got. Yeah cut and it was only because he was you know getting CTE. knocked out by <laughs> fat hawaiians and in, <laughs> in hawaii so um, yeah but so yeah i, I mean he, he's probably on that list um i think his days of being prevalent uh at 170 or 155 i don't think he'll go back to 155 but um i think his days of being prevalent there are are done to be honest yeah but yeah i think i think he could win this fight though so i think he's I think this is designed to get him back in the mix. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, uh, we'll have to see what happens there. I mean, Diego, obviously, I mean, 16 and two, that's a good record, but he lost to Dariush and, uh, and Poirier. So, you know, when he kind of yeah. touched that higher level, it, it, it exposed him a little bit. But, uh, I mean, you know, anything can happen there. And so that's, uh, that's, that's an important fight for honestly both those guys. Um, and then Alexa Grasso, Gildalha. Um, I mean, that's that'll be you know interesting to see as far as like strawweight, uh, you know, like top five implications. Uh, boy, Alexa, uh, Alexei Olenek. Yeah, man, the yeah. seventy fight. Like, man, just call it after this one, guy. Win or lose, 
That's yeah. all. I mean, that's all I really have to say. I don't know much about Maurice Green. Um, Alexi did not do well against Overeem or Walt Harris at all. Basically, uh, starched and just couldn't handle any pressure. And he's just looking old. Well, he is old. He's forty-two, and he's not a Yoel Romero forty-two. No, no, not <laughs> not, exactly. not, not not many people are. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we, we've talked. I mean, we touched on this just about the the lack of depth at the, uh, the heavyweight division. But um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, so this, this fight doesn't do a lot for me. I, I don't think there's any real strong implications no. here. I think you got a couple guys at heavyweight. Um, if Walt Harris can get back in, uh, hopefully, you know, and be in a decent frame of mind. And, yeah. um, and then, you know, I mean, Rosenstroik, I'm not that high on Rosenstroik. I mean, you got exposed a little bit. And then yeah. Cyril Gain is honestly like Cyril Gain yeah. and Walt Harris are probably the two more, well, they're athletic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're actually like athletic and, and at heavyweight, I mean, we were talking about this the other day with the Deontay Wilder prophecy or whatever, but like, um, just about how heavyweight is the one division that just being, strong and fast can get you through yeah a nice little chunk of the division whereas you know at, at other i mean you drop down to 205 and instantly you have to be so well versed and skilled oh um, yeah but uh and then increasingly more so as you go down the weight classes but um heavyweight yes i mean there's still not a lot of depth it's still you know we are the ufc is still predominantly um you know a sport that has come into prominence in america and you know for the most part you know, the big guys that are 250 and athletic in America are not strapping on four-ounce gloves at 16 right. years old. They're playing football. They're playing basketball. They're, or they're probably still even boxing before they're going into MMA. So um, yeah. the likelihood that, you know, that, that's going to be the slow. I think it will develop, but I think that's going to be the slowest. It is the slowest. It is. To it's develop. the furthest yeah. behind by far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but so not not a lot of implication there. If Green absolutely starches him or something, you know, if he he needs to kind of showcase himself basically in a in a finishing way. Um, and then Comain, Holly Holm, Rockell Pennington, you know, not much to touch on there. Um, I th- I feel like Holly's gonna take it. I don't know what Holly's goals are. I, sh- I saw an interview earlier. She said she's you know not she's not here for a you know participation ribbon. She said, but uh, we saw what happened at the top of the heap. And she got slept. The one of the best female kickboxers ever got slept by a head kick. So um, that's yeah. you know I don't want to. It's not that it's not an important fight, just because you know those are two bigger names in the bantamweight division. So as far as you know, high level, you know, possibly title implications again, it's important in that sense. But this fight alone, you know, this is pretty much all I want to say about this. This fight alone uh, isn't doesn't change the the outlook of of that division. Really, no. it may springboard one of them, but that's about it. Um, all right, so we'll go ahead here uh, and and jump into the the Connor, uh, the Connor McGregor and Donald Cerrone uh, matchup here, which is obviously what everybody's watching for. So, um, first thing that I want to say, uh, I think Connor's in a, I, it's weird, but I think he's in a fantastic state of mind. And the only reason I said it's weird is just because that's such a stark contrast from his 2019 self. Yeah. Uh, you know, punching old dudes and smashing phones. And, yeah. and I mean, but I'll be, I mean, he seems earnest and even like these, you know, and when it's technically not behind the scenes, but just when you see him in, 
in vlogs and all these other things. And he's, he's consistent, you know, he's consistent. He's calm. He's relaxed. He's, you know, still his confident self, but you know, he, I'm glad, like I've said before, glad he didn't try to make fake beef with Donald Cerrone. Cause I mean, there's not really much there. Um, I, Connor's yeah. in a good frame of mind. I'm not counting out cowboy. I'm really not, but, uh, physically and mentally, I, I think Connor's in a, in a really good place. And, um, and I'm I'm honestly excited to see him to see him showcase. But um, what what do you think? What are your yeah. thoughts leading up to this? Yeah, I I think Connor. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Um, just in that uh, in that aerial interview, um, mm-hmm. it was very. Uh, yeah, it was good to hear him talking. Like he seems like appreciative at this point in his career yeah. to to be back in it. Like he's fallen out of it. I think he saw the path that he was on, and and hopefully has been able to correct it. Um, but at the same time, uh, it, I don't know. I mean, the layoff. This is a real like decent amount of time to have taken off. I mean, and, and Cowboy's been super active. I don't know how he's going to be. Just ring rust wise, he's still very unproven at 170. He's got two fights. He's got a, yeah, one a split one. decision win, and then a you know a loss to Nate. Um, you know, Cowboy's been active. Uh, we don't know which Cowboy we're gonna get, but um, you know, if we're gonna get the big fight Cowboy that is always kind of choked in big situations, or uh-huh. if we're gonna get the the Alex Hernandez Cowboy that you know is throwing spot on combinations and can't miss and picks yeah. guys apart. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the main thing is, I think for Connor, it kind of reminds me of like, it's this is going to be a really weird comparison, but um, I would say Tiger Woods at this point. Like mm. Tiger Woods had the big downfall, and then ultimately, you know, has come back here late in his career and has new perspective. He seems to be enjoying himself. Um, and he's winning tournaments again. Yeah, and and Connor. Seems like he's coming in. He's, you know, been able to kind of enjoy who he used. Um, he seems to have matured. He's not making the sound bites like he used to. Um, no, he's not. There's but he not, doesn't have to. Not, not much. Yeah, he doesn't have to. You're, that was that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, not. He's not. There's not a lot of quotable trash talking lines or anything going around right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, he doesn't have to. Uh, the way he's marketing himself, honestly, may be garnering more attention because it's not the same old Connor, you know, that's trying to spit out these one-liners and you know pick apart something about their life. So I think, in like a you know, in a not a weird way, but in a different way, this is this is still good for attention because if someone tunes in and sees Connor now or like yeah. like in the aerial interview, they're like, what? Like this is yeah. you know, it's it's like you want to tune in. It's like you want to hear him be the way he is right now um but so yeah no we're we're in agreement yeah as far as cowboy and how he's gonna be um he seems in a good place the the whole limp in the vlog thing is a little worrisome but apparently he's been moving around fine that could have been anything he kind of brushed that off and so i'm just just for you know sake of saving conversation i'll brush it off a little bit too so hopefully donald's all healthy um assuming he is i I have every reason to think cowboy's going to be as sharp as possible cowboy at at 170 is still sharp he's not not even close to as drained so um as as he is at 155 Uh, i agree with connor when he says that donald you know donald's been had more success at 155 but uh he you know he kind of looks like a shadow of himself a little bit sometimes um he can be a shadow of himself. So, um, you know, jumping into predictions, obviously that's, those are our perspectives on, on what we think of each guy going into this. Uh, this is a big fight as far as predictions. 
I think anything outside of Cowboy pulling off absolutely something insane, I'm I'm probably just gonna. <laughs> I, it's it sucks, but just a, a first maybe in the first two and a half rounds, I think Connor's gonna TKO him. I don't think he's gonna put Cowboy or yeah, I don't think he's gonna put Cowboy out in cold. But I can just see him kind of overwhelming him. Uh, we yeah. I, people were slowing down. Like they, I saw like clips of you know you know Cowboy's been knocked out a share of times, and they and they showed like times where he's gotten knocked out specifically with like big counter shots, which is literally Connor's bread and butter. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what he lives off of. It's what he made his living doing is like that big left hand. So that's that's my prediction. It's boring. Yeah. It's probably. 70% of the of the predictions for this fight but uh I I do I I see Connor getting a big shot off kind of stunning him and then overwhelming Cowboy. I don't want to see Cowboy go out that way but uh that's that's what I that's what I see happening. I don't know what you're uh, what you're thinking. Yeah, I um I I think I tend to agree. I was I was going back and forth the last couple days like I I I feel like I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know. It's such a wild card on which version we're going to get. Like from the Gaethje fight, are we really starting to see the downfall of Cerrone? I think yeah. we like thought we were getting it before, and then he had the kid, and like he resurged, and he Dad got these Cerrone. big wins. Yeah, he got these big wins over these young guys, like these up and comers. Like he, you know, he, he dominated Al. He dominated um, Hernandez. Um, you know, he broke Mike Perry's arm. I mean, he, so he got some big wins over some up and comers. So, but then, you know, then he kind of looked old again against, uh, against Gaethje. So, yeah, I mean the tone, I will say just to kind of, cause yeah, I think Gaethje, Gaethje's his worst fight in like his last six fights that just, which I mean, I, he was just kind of timid. So I think it made it look worse than it was, you know? Like, cause it cowboy was kind of, he didn't close in very much. And once he did, he just got kind of dirty boxed to hell. Um, so, you know, that's that's that was a bad showcase for Cowboy, but his Tony fight wasn't all that bad. It really wasn't. So, you know, to hold your own against Tony Ferguson, who Yeah, for um, a round at least he did. Yeah, for, yeah, second round was was easily Tony. But the first round, I remember us watching and being like, damn, like he's, yeah, he's holding close. his own. So um, you know, uh, Cowboy said he's not looking to take Connor down. I you know, I commend Cowboy for that. I think that's awesome. I mean, honestly, I mean, he's such a legend as far as just his personality yeah. going into fights. He wants to stand and trade. And like he said something like, if Connor's really the best, like I want him to prove it to me or something like that. And and yeah. I, I really am excited. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bet my bank account on Connor winning. I really wouldn't. I just because Cowboy can pull off anything and it's at 170. Cowboy's a bigger guy. Right. So, and you know, more explosive, healthier. Um, so I don't want my prediction to uh, to cloud my respect or um, you know thinking yeah. that the, you know Cowboy has a chance because I really think he does. And I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah. When this, when this fight was getting announced, not announced, but when it was getting rumored, like five or six months ago, I can't like you know I was like yeah, that's you know that's cool. Well, Connor shouted him out after the Hernandez win. So when that happened, I was like, okay, like he just beat Alex Hernandez. Well, every fight that was a an impressive win in 2019, Connor called out whoever yeah. it was. I think John. I think he called out John. Yeah, John, yeah, called out, just called out Ngannou after. He was, dude, his Curtis Blades win. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, I, I mean, just yeah, just to officially put the um, to, to put my. Uh, pick out there i'm gonna go i'm gonna go connor i'm gonna subscribe to uh i'm gonna be, to be, put some belief in what his coach uh kavanaugh said that i mean it's the best version that we've seen he hasn't had a drink in three to four months and 
when Connor's focused, I mean, he really is one of the most dangerous fighters in the entire uh, company. Oh, yeah. So uh, hopefully he really is, um, you know, and, and that's what I'm going to go with because uh, otherwise, I mean, in the actual cage, it's a total wild card. I mean, Connor's fought one time and coming, is it coming up on three years now? It I is. mean, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, what? Yeah, because so, I mean, he had the 2016 Eddie fight. Yeah, and yeah. So, so yeah, three three full years basically, and um, one fight. Yeah, one so, fight, and, and it was and not Cowboys had eleven. Cowboys had eleven yeah. fights in that time. So, um, <laughs> and it's one seventy. So yeah, no, I, it, that when you put it that way, it's you know that kind of evens it out a little more in my mind. But I think we're both uh, picking Connor just just you know based off the you know the things we mentioned. Um, last point I want to make just about that fight is and there's not much to talk about here, but win or lose, maybe not win. But if he loses, if he gets finished specifically, I really want to see Cowboy retire. And I am 99.9% sure he will not. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, it would be, if he, say he gets finished, it's like, dude, this is the time to go out at the top of the heap. You're probably going to make something in the realm of like $10 million. Your base salary is like two or three million. I can't remember. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to make insane money. You're a legend. You're fighting Conor McGregor. You're fighting, you know, you just came off Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, and Conor McGregor. I mean, that's that's murder's row right there. So yeah. I, I, you know, I think if he gets finished, um, you know, specifically finished, that's what I'll say. I, I really would. I'd like to see him go out as a legend. And then, not that I think he would go down the BJ Penn route, but instead of coming off of like seven losses and then being like forced to retire by Dana or his family or something. I know. Yeah. I'm afraid with his mindset too, the way he's that's what he would do not maybe not as bad as bj but i know but he just I mean, he does fighting. he ha- he doesn't but I mean, but he does also have the rant yeah that he does where he trains fighters and all that so i'm um, hopefully yeah like you said if he if he loses this i feel i don't feel like this is it for him i mean even it they asked him if, if he's coming to the end of the line and he was just like until i feel like i'm not enjoying it anymore i'm gonna keep right. doing it so um yeah i don't think it will be but hopefully yeah if this one's like really one-sided um hopefully he doesn't take too many more i mean you know i just don't yeah i, I don't want to yeah. see him go out like that so right no yeah that'll be a bigger point of discussion afterwards and who knows what's going to happen we may be having an insane discussion maybe cowboy hits him with like a front kick and boom sleepy time who knows yeah uh, but anything could happen uh hope if you're listening hope you guys enjoy the fights um we will tune in soon after you know like the within a, a couple days after the the fights to to review it but uh yeah thanks for tuning in and hope you enjoy the fights and we'll see you on the other side